Welcome to Singled Out, the ninth best Guild Ball podcast. Please stand by. Welcome to episode 81. In this episode Andrew, David and a little bit of Jason talk to Dominic Westerland about the Farmers Guild, how they are played and how they can be used in a tournament. Today's listener is Barry Blackburn. Hello, welcome to Go Out. This is episode 80. Oh, God, I've forgotten already. 81. Smooth. Um, <laughs> today I have Jason. Hello, Jason. That's you. That's you. David. What? <laughs> Watcher. Hello, I'm Jason. Brilliant. And That'll also do. on the line I have Dom Westerland. Hey, I- I'm not Jason. Uh, I'm me. You're you. You are you. Why are you on this program? <laughs> um, well, Just for you yourself. Talk- well, you, you kind of left out a very complicated uh, like series of breadcrumbs, which kind of led me back to this particular uh, spot. No, it's uh, all to do with farmers. We're talking farmers. We're talking farmers. Are you the highest ranking farmers player in the world? Not by a mile. You I was when I was when just Honest Land was out. When when I when it was just one event under my belt, I was like the highest farmer player in the world for like a week. So um, Don has been the highest ranked farmer player in the world. <laughs> Uh, well, it's only appropriate for the ninth best global podcast, right? Damn right. <laughs> Maybe you're the ninth best farmers player in the world. That'd be great. I honestly haven't looked. I know. In, I know. Roughly in the UK, it's like fourth or fifth in the UK, something like that. But that's all right. It's not, not bad. bad at all. Though. Only in Wales, but fifth best in the UK is like first best in America, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Best equipment, isn't it? It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, you play farmers quite a lot. Um, in fact, you play play farmers pretty much exclusively, haven't you, since they came out, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I started with them uh, in Honest Land, played the really weird proto Thresher list for two weeks when he came out with Dark Harvest, and then 
full full fat farmers uh, ever since. So I've been there even when Thresher was maybe a, a little a little too good. A little controversial. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one. <laughs> Well, I mean, he it did help. It did get me a tournament win, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> so um, what drew you to farmers exactly? Um, well, I'm an aesthetics type of guy. So ever since I played Warhammer Fantasy, I would always be. I would always. I tend to get drawn to how things look, and then I'll try and play that particular thing to the best of um, best of that particular uh, rule set's ability. So, like in fantasy, I played uh, Chaos Dwarfs for my main army. So, like a very kind of not big proper army book but i tried to do as well them as i could uh, in malifaux it was bayou gremlins even when they weren't their own faction um, yeah yeah so like I, I tend to quite like um hicks as well so like farmers are quite uh, close to that um and when they come out they playing cooks because again i really like the aesthetic not really bothered with how strong they are in the actual game if they end up being good great but if not then i just try and play them as well as as you can with the tools that are available and there's certainly um Sad for picking a guild and staying with it for a long time, isn't there? Really? Yeah, yeah. It helps you kind of like learn the. Um, it helps you kind of learn the kind of the matchups and where the weak against, where the strong against. I mean, I did have a little bit of a wobble. I think it was like maybe about five games into season four. <laughs> it was my first game against Hunters. I scored two points the whole game. Had the bear knock my scrums down again and again and again. And just before SteamCon, I was like. I was speaking to Rich from Beard Phoenix, and I was like, "Dude, like th- this is rubbish. I- I'm giving up farmers. I'm playing butchers. Paint me a butchers team." And then I played farms for the entirety of Steamcon. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you for sticking with them. Uh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. It's just a matter of kind of learning how to control the bear, really. <laughs> so. And how do you do that yeah, exactly? Yeah. <laughs> um, Pray like that, that, that. That's a good start. I mean, it's a hard one for farmers anyway because we have lots of good. Um, tech to like kind of like defensive tech against it, so things like millstone, like honor, but it's but they are still very very good at controlling um, super solo pieces. Which Thresher isn't as super solo as he used to be, but a lot of the time in your list he'll still be kind of like the main. Like, like if you imagine the farm list is kind of like a like the old lance formation you had in Bretonians, like he is the tip of that spear of that lance, and hunters are very good at kind of well at least Theronists are very good at controlling just one model. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a, a lot of it is praying and just hoping that the, uh, that the defensive tech works out. But, um, yeah, we have an all right matchup into a lot of the higher tier teams. So, like, we're okay into Morts, we're okay into Hunters, we're quite good into Alchemists, and that's just down to Peck, one of the mascots, just being a smoke nope button, really. <laughs> um, um, any area of effect condition removal is going to make uh, Alchemist quite sad, right? Yeah, yeah. Particularly when I mean, it's not free. It's it's you know, it takes you know, it it's it's heroic play. So it would require uh, would require momentum. But when you don't actually need to put anything on the mascot in order to do it, it's very, very, very efficient. Nice. So once again, um, I guess like we did with Dave last week, um, if you are new to Guild Ball, um, first of all, welcome. Uh, once again, here's a Patreon plug. Have I not done enough of these? Like, you really need more. Um. Singled out. That'll do. Give them money, please, and I can stop doing these adverts. And maybe, just maybe, Jason will let me out of this farm tractor thing that he's got me locked up in in Norfolk. Please help! It was a weird pause. In there, somewhere was Beard saying how great we were. 
if you were to describe Farmer's playstyle um, and sort of general thing, their shtick, um, how do you describe them? Sure. Okay. So they are. I would say they are a combat-focused guild. They can do a little bit of football, but they aren't, say, a full football guild as, say, the Order or uh, Fish would be. They're definitely more in the uh, fighting side of things. And compared to the uh, other major fighting guilds, which I would say would be the Butchers and the Brewers, uh, their fighting ability is um, that their, their damage is very different to, say, the Butchers. So whereas the Butchers will continuously get higher and higher damage as their playbook goes higher and higher, farmers kind of start off quite high. So every single farmer, be it planter or reaper, will have two damage on one, but then it doesn't scale too much. Or if it does scale, which there is, there's probably one model where the damage does scale a bit more, you are definitely paying for it in other ways, so maybe bad defensive stats, things of that nature. Um, they don't have any type of, um, I would say, attack buffs, so tool up, um, things like that. That doesn't exist in faction. They are um, their, their playbooks are designed with kind of that uh, in 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 built. Um, the other thing about the farmers is you have, uh, as well as having your normal positions like striker, attacking midfielder, you also have a split between the team of you have some who are reapers and some who are planters. The planters put out this uh, resource called harvest markers. Uh, you can have five out on the field at any one point, and they could be used either as additional influence throughout the game, or the reapers can use them to do particular things, be it um, get free character plays, do more damage things of that nature. So they are a very synergistic, uh, combat-focused team who do a little bit of scoring on the side. That's kind of the elevator pitch uh, <coughs> the Farmers. Brilliant. Um, so if or when you go to tournaments, and you go to quite a few, um, travelling all over the country um, to play Gilball. Um, different what, countries, as a matter of fact. Well, yeah. Just England, because I'm Welsh. But. <laughs> Fair. What 12 people do you take? Well, it's quite easy at the moment because Farmers only 13 models. <laughs> Who did you leave out? Uh, I leave out Grange. Um, That's pretty harsh. Yeah, so it does mean we do play with only one captain, but Thresher is um, he's nowhere near the beast that he used to be, but he is certainly flexible enough that I find he's, pre- he's either the better pick into a matchup or at the moment, I haven't been able to learn the spots where I would want Grange instead. Thresh is just so flexible. He can either do things, he can either score goals by himself, kill things by himself, or he can support the team just by um, doing things like um, removing armor, providing more crowd outs. Um, he, he's, he is flexible enough that I don't really feel that what Grange brings to the table is really needed at this current moment in time. But um, hey, you know, if they were to change grains, then I would love to have them in the 12th because um, I think if you can use both captains, then um, it's definitely worthwhile doing it. It's just because it does offer you up a bit more flexibility. But the team does have plenty of flexibility in other spots. So both of their mascots are quite flexible. That um, They have a really good um, kind of like selection of different squads you can take as well. So although you're kind of pinned down to one captain, I think competitively at the moment, it's made up for in the variety you have elsewhere. Similar to other people, do other people drop Grangers to make their tournament twelve, or have you come across others? Um, broad, <laughs> broadly, it seems to be Grange is the one that's dropped. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like uh, on the farms Facebook group, there's occasionally discussion that Grange is better when uh, receiving, um, and I, I can see that to a degree. Like Thresher is very good on the on the kickoff; he's still got a lot of kickoff pressure. Um, but he's perfectly fine on receiving as well. The only issue I have on receiving is on occasion because farmers in the first turn 
don't tend to generate a whole lot of influence because so much of it is tied up in the harvest markers. Yeah. Quite um, difficult to allocate. Thresh with a full five and they still have enough to set him up, go and grab the ball and do everything else you do need to do uh, on a receive. Um, and of course, Grange does have the really good for the family aura as well to help with the passing game. Um, but generally, yeah. it tends to be Grange uh, that, that stopped. I mean, on occasion, some people say that Fallow might be the drop. Um, but I think at the moment, because Grange is, uh, um, is is quite lacking, I think he is by far the the, the easiest drop, really. Interesting. So we've um, touched on uh, Thresh a little bit. So should we go through some of his charms? Some of his charms? Uh, okay, well... Um, He's got a 3-8 kick, which is quite rare in the farmers. We've only got one other 3-8 kick, which is uh, in Bushel, who is um, a lot more of a, a lot more of a niche piece than Thresher, who can who can do uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, a big change from what he used to be like back, uh, back in season three. His three-inch melee zone. Uh, he was one of the two models that had a three-inch melee zone. He bought it by getting rid of harvest mark, and now it's a character play, so he has to spend an influence on it. But it's there for the whole turn. So that's quite handy just for locking guys down, stopping guys from running away, or even just simply providing another another crowd out, which is, I mean, speaking of crowd outs, although the farmers don't really have much in the way of kind of combat tricks anymore, I find to get the most out of your Reapers like Thresher, like Windle, who do all the damage, your setup time, if you will, is more about providing crowd outs. So like Thresher's damage, I mean, it, it, it scales quite well for farmers, so it's two on the bottom, four at the top, three in the middle. But generally, if he can get a crowd out or two, because he has got a Brewer playbook, he then just starts whacking on six damage hits quite easily against some targets. Um, so, yeah, like uh, that's that's what he likes doing. He has poison for <laughs> the Harvest Marker, so that's, uh, that's fairly handy. Um, he's got Don't Fear the Reaper on the... Well, Don't Fear the Dot Dot, um, which can do three damage to everyone inside his melee range. Now, the key thing about that is because it's a trait, I believe it gets around things like Tough Hide, which is one thing farmers really struggle with now. Although they are a combat guild, they do not like facing things like Brewers, who I think can field a whole team of more or less Tough Hide models, Close to just it, because yeah. of how of how that damage works um his legendary play is i mean it's it's certainly a downgrade from what it used to be and for me now i just generally use it for um it's now more of a if there is a turn where thresher wants to lock down some points for you because he's one of the main workhorses of the team i usually do it at that point be it to get a six point activation with a kit. it's kind of like a, a free three inch melee zone because it allows you a free character play Every time I try to get the three, they ain't tough. It usually blows up my face because uh, it's a one-day character flavor. But but there we are. So yeah, uh, Thresher is um, really is kind of a, like a combat beast who likes, like the rest of the farms, kind of uh, bringing the fight to the middle. Although he can go out and uh, kill things if needs be, or uh, he'll probably be one of your main goal threats as well. He, yeah, he's a he's a he's a good scary boy, our Thresher. We have Jason Do you find... now. In theory, sorry, is he here? Sorry, is Jason here? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, hey, Jason. I'm, I've uh, managed to get over uh, the potato. She'll she'll live to fight one more day. It's not her swan song just yet. You sound as sick as the computer. Uh, yeah, things in the Shire have been better. Everyone in the house, we've had a red cross emblazoned on the front door and uh, <laughs> aren't taking visitors at the moment. Oh dear. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been an, an emotional start to the year. <laughs> Sorry to hear that one. Uh, these things happen. You, you, I, you're a, a good doctor yourself, so presumably <laughs> you can come around and um, medicate. I wear me. one of those beak-shaped helmets and stuff, flowers and spices down the beak of it. 
Like the same one you wore in that hotel room that night. My <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Quite> farmers. <laughs> Well, what, what what do you want to know about them? So we, we've we've done Thresher. Uh, um... Um, well, one of the subjects of Thresher, I was just wondering how what percentage do you reckon he gets of your victory points? Does he oh. usually get? I mean, a six point activation sounds reasonable. Does he usually get all twelve, or will he be um, a solid he's six? Not, what do you reckon? He's not Blackheart. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've definitely had games where he's gotten me all 12, um, but I tend to go reasonably Reaper-heavy in, in my team, so it's usually like Threshold usually gets, say, a goal and a kill. He'll always at least get me about half. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, that's I mean that's actually another thing with Farmers. Uh, you've really got to pay attention to what your plant and Reaper split is, is, is like in a team. I think it's kind of almost going packed Grange a bit, so it kind of does Grange in a, uh, a little. If you lean too far towards the plant end of things... Um, in some cases you might struggle to generate momentum but if you go too far in the reaper direction you're obviously not going to have enough influence to be spread around the team because the planters generally bring the influence and the reapers are the ones that tend to spend it yeah um so yeah i mean i've definitely had games where he scores me all of them but he generally gets me at least at least about six most games nice okay so the mascots then so in your 12 um sort of person lineup you take both of them right yeah, yeah. I mean, I've tried to, um, I've tried to force Buckwheat out of my twelve, but he's just so damn flexible for a mascot. Like, um, I mean, tell us to Dave when we when we were playing um, a, a couple of days back. There are certain models I think in every miniatures game that you play that are the ones that draw you to games or to particular factions. I mean, the the one that I think of is from the game Malifaux. There's the giant clawed teddy bear. For me, Buckwheat is that with the farmer's side because it's slightly ridiculous. You're playing this game of football. The other guys, are, you know, like they've got a proper team. They're covered in armor, and you're bringing this like mule along. Um, yeah, I, I really like him because he's quite. He's almost like half. He's like half a player almost. So I can do things with him where, like, he's quite good at getting cheeky goal runs and not giving up a whole lot of um, not giving up a whole lot of um, uh, of victory points back, obviously, because he's a mascot. Certainly. So if I need to say, like, if we're having a standoff and the other person's being quite standoffish, but I have the ball and I feel I can get a goal in it's quite good to just throw him up and be like, right, you know, like I, I don't really have to worry too much, uh, too much about him. Um, he's got a re- I mean, his, his, I mean, his total goal threat is, I mean, you're looking at an eight inch, uh, an eight inch run. He's got an eight inch kicks so at 16 basic plus four. He's, he can take another walk. If he's near a uh, harvest marker, he'd rip that up. Um, and you can make him go even quicker with things like millstone can push him, um, if you do a charge, then obviously you can use Harrow to mark targets, something to go even further. Um, and one that I quite like is taking with Veteran Honor, because Veteran Honor can use her legendary uh, surpassing strategy to make another character walk, and I think that includes mascots. So uh, he can go even further again. So, like, it's, it's based. not captains, though, so it might be a squaddies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I, I think it says non captain. Yeah, non captain. So he can't make Thresher walk again, which would be a bit good. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and also his playbook, I mean, he's, his, his playbook's fairly solid. Most of the time I'll be charging with him. So, like, he's got, he's got knockdowns on both one and two. Momentous on the second, non-momentous on the first. So he's a, he's a good surprising goal threat. Um, yeah, I'm glad the donkey's actually decent now because I hardly ever took him before. But now he's, a, now he's a good pick in both captains because he now brings an influence point and he can take three. So, I mean, that is one thing about him. He does, if he's going for those goal runs, he does tend to be quite influence-hungry. But if it's getting me four points, then I'm quite happy with that in the long run. Um, and Peck. Peck 
Peck's. For, I mean, I think Peck's probably the um, kind of the default one uh, for me because he's. I it, he never feels like a bad pick. He he's fairly. I mean, he hasn't got many wounds, but he's fairly hard to kill for a mascot. He's a good. Um, he's a good ball killer as well, and he's got several items of tech that just kind of um, really help into certain matchups, like like hunters, like alchemists. I mean, we were saying before the recording started. If you can get your activation order right, he is a big note button to smoke alchemists with with uh, with when the cock crows because uh, you can just take all his conditions away for absolutely nothing. I mean, even if he's just there to remove knockdowns and say like against blacksmiths or or brewers, he's still worth his weight in gold. Peck, so he's fairly decent as well. Um, so that guess leaves with the, with the the squid is really. Um, we'll go down the alphabet again because that's how it is on my app. Um, Bushel. So you know goals and goals and farmers. You know that whole sort of scoring goals thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, do, you do but, that sort of thing? Um, I, I don't tend to. I, I remember when season four started, and there were certain members of the of the farms Facebook group saying that we're a football team now. We're a th- we're a three nil football team, and I'm like, well, our footballing is fine, but it's not that great. And generally, I find with the farms, you want to play. You're either wanting to for every goal they score on you, you want to score six points back on them. So a goal yeah. combined combined with a kill, particularly if you're playing Thresher or you want to hold on to that ball for as long as you possibly can, because generally, unless you're sitting like the butchers or the brewers, um, you don't want to be fighting the farmers because they will probably outrun. So scoring back, so scoring sometimes is effectively yes, you're getting four, but unless you can capitalise more points on top of that, you're basically just giving them the ball back and giving them an excuse to not fight you. I mean, again, when me and Dave uh, played on, on the weekend, we had a game against his Obulus where I think. I think Bonesaw was the only person who came close to me the, the whole game. Everyone else just stood in a in a circle miles away from me. Um, Certainly, yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, Bush, Bush was fine. I don't. I she's probably the one reaper I really struggle to get the knack of because I I'm not that good at playing the football game. Um, now that she's got close control, I find I I could even see her just being like a fairly good anti like fish piece. Just stick the ball on her protector and then use it that way rather than going for goal runs um i generally find for goal runs thresher jack straw and the donkey are just a little bit more uh, straightforward in doing their goal runs whereas bushel's very she's almost like a mini brisket where she needs to yank the ball off one person you do this do that so the goal runs can get quite janky and quite complicated whereas jack and the donkey and thresher they just bolt forwards and bung in so i mean she's fine um but i don't think she fits my particular play style have you um have you ever thought about using her when you receive to yo-yo other players up the pitch using her um, i'm open yeah yeah i have done that and i've had that done against me by uh, dan from the Surrey spartans um use that in very good effect against um in, in a grange list against my against my thresher so she is she is quite good for that particularly because the ball's gone is effectively free as well um so there's definitely definitely room for that i just find i think in thresher lists who who's the one I, I, I mainly play i never seem to have enough influence or resources to give her whereas um <coughs> quite resource i mean i mean bushel's quite resource efficient as well but i don't she don't. needs like one and a harvest markers doesn't she to hmm. reposition a model eight inches yeah I, it's also, like I said, I don't think I've quite kind of. Uh, I think I've only scratched the surface with uh, with uh, with Bushel. I mean, I think she's probably the one piece out of the thirteen, but I probably need to spend more time working out how to work. Whereas Windland and Tater are a lot more easier to figure out what they do. They just run in there and punch things, which Bushel can do as well because she's a reaper. Uh, 
But yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Um, Fallow. <laughs> Fallow. Uh, yeah, so Fallow is the... I think she's actually the only model in the game now that doesn't bring any influence to the team. Um, she's taken a little... I think she's probably the model out of all of them that's taken... Well, next to Grange, that's taken the biggest hit from the farmers not having access to any innate damage buffs. Because before in the Grange list, she was your Grange game plan. So it would be Grange going in first, knocking down a bunch of guys, putting up his damage, his damage buff... You then put tool up on her, and then you would wait and wait and wait until attack gets to such a level that she's just deleting models uh, with each stroke. Which means she can certainly still do now, but um, I, I I don't know. I, I she she's I mean she's we've only got th- we've only got thirteen models anyway, so she's still in my twelve. But I find that Windle is just a bit more of a. Um, um, I just find he, he finds his way in his in he finds his way into my list a little bit more um, like. Uh, Fallow generally needs um, uh, unless she's getting like because of how attack buff works and uh, if she if you have something like silence for example which can control her then it really spells it, things end up being quite bad for her because she's only base attack three so she always wants she's quite inflexible in that way she generally wants to go quite late in the turn whereas I find all the other reapers you can use them to their highest potential whenever it suits you best whereas Fallow is I am a late activation I am always going to be a late <coughs> activation. Um, she, but, she perhaps the one model in your in the farmers there that gives you a bigger potential spike because everybody else is very reliable and solid in what they do. But because of the way her attack buff goes up and therefore her attack increases, she's the only one. Is she the only one that gives you that potential for her? I wouldn't say so. I, I mean, her, her damage track go is is very similar to is very similar to Thresher's. Um, and and I find that all of them, if they start rapping, have a very similar explosive damage output anyway. Um, so like Windle has, I mean, Windle has a Brewer playbook, mm-hmm. uh, if if memory serves me right. So he he can explode Thresher with a couple of crowd outs. It can be doing six points damage quite easily as well. But they're also whereas Fallow is basically her domain is just that she needs that I find the other farmers can either go right we can either do solid damage early on in a turn or we can explode at the end um, but I mean what she does have over them is she does have some really good uh, defensive tech uh, if, if, if you can set up and that hasn't changed in <coughs> three at all so she still has that going for her so um, she still has is it between a rock yeah between a rock and uh, protective instinct as well uh, okay yeah, so yeah. some of the forges of her basically being hit, it triggers a drop from her, and then if she engages a model, she has to be hit by them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I find in most circumstances, um, that, I mean, that they'll just hit. They they don't mind hitting fallow anyway. But if say there's like a very particular person they need to hit for one reason or another, yeah, it, c- it could be quite irritating. Um, she's a really key sp- uh, part of a list I would like to try more often, which is there's a a nine influence thresher list doing the rounds, which is something like thresher. Mascot of choice, normally normally Peck, uh, Windle, Fallow, and then Plowman and Jack as your uh, as 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 your, as as your planters, and um, she's quite good in there because she can obviously protect Windle and she can protect Fresher, and there's a lot of damage output in that list. So I would like to try that her in that one more often. Um, Wind, uh, yeah, Fallow plus Windle does sound like pain. Yeah, yeah, you just remove things, just totally remove things. It's, it's totally interactive. Nice. Interactive. <laughs> so, I mean, um, what sort of guilds do you, take, do you take them into, or do you just not take them much at all, really? Um, I don't tend to take them much at all. I mean, I tend to prefer Tater and Windle as my Reapers, but um, I could see her being used into 
Mm, I don't know. Other combat guilds is an interesting one because I reckon, I think if you were even to take her into Butchers, I think Butchers would just be like, well, fine, we'll kill her and we'll kill the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and we'll kill the other guy. I mean, next to Bushel, I think she's the other one where I still I still haven't uh, quite found the spot for her yet. Um, but... Um, uh, yeah, um, there, there, there might there might there might be some room for. I just find my reapers c- compared to my planters. My planters, I'm a lot more flexible in terms of which ones I take. But my reapers, I tend to basically just stick with Tater and Windle. Quite <laughs> because uh, well, we'll get onto those later. I guess next up is a model that used to be taken all the time um, in season three, and I guess now is less of a must pick, and that's Harrow. Uh, yeah. Um, so I mean, one thing that he has gained is he no longer has to be right next to the uh, captain in order to get his free harvest mark. He is planting season just like everybody else, so he's a lot less uh, restrictive in terms of where he needs to be on the pitch. And like, other than that, like he, he's only gained, really gained... Well, he lost tooled up, which I think that was the reason you saw him all the time. Yeah. And everything else was, was effectively braving uh, on, on top, really. I, I mean, I could see him having maybe some benefit into things like um, alchemists, maybe. So use the healing aura to kind of offset some of the condition damage you're taking. Um, charmed animal for some clutch anti-Cena, <coughs> maybe. Um, maybe not. Takes him up to a whole defense four. I know, right? Um, yeah, I mean, he's fine. Um, I think the big thing for him now is Mark Target is a good way for extending the set ranges, so maybe the things like fish or things that want to keep away from you. Um, and also, it's a range way of getting rid of things like glut mass as well. So what's it called now? Resilience. So it's a good kind of like uh, long-range anti-resilience tech because uh, farmers have some character plays, but they haven't got a lot that affect things at range. So he's a good way of kind of just like cheaply removing uh, defences so your reapers can kind of go in um, yeah, he, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he, he would be a bad pick into into many teams, but I think his place mainly being the things like I, I really like the idea of him into alchemists and maybe other places where the mark target can really work for you as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I guess having sort of massive generation is quite nice, but yeah, that phase of stat line is pretty mopey, isn't it? Yeah, and I I I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm generally finding stuff if it dies tends to die quicker in this season anyway. So the two is nice, but. I'm finding my things exist in, in kind of a very binary state. They're either at full health or they've been absolutely deleted now. It might just be how far my defensive stats work, but um, I, I'm finding that, that I'm not sure if the two HP here would actually help that much against real raw damage. Um, who's next? Who is next? Um, Honor, maybe. Mine aren't in alphabetical order. So, um, Honor yes, is Honor. Yeah. So, I mean, she wasn't particularly well liked uh, before the change, was she? No, no, but um, I, I really, I really like her. Again, I think she's like the donkey, where you, you kind of you see all these other teams with kind of all their guys in armor, guys of axes, guys of giant crossbows. Oh, we've got this. We've got our coach with a sheepdog. Like, <laughs> I'm going to bring them onto the pitch. Um, the good thing about her is she is a source of cockshaw outside of the chicken, which means that um, you you could either run double cockshaw, which is really handy for things like hunters or um, maybe. Um, Maybe in but they have a lot of kind of the lots of conditions all at once. Um, but so yeah, so you ha- you can basically you know, take cockshaw without needing to take the chicken as a mascot or double up on it. Um, I like faithful protector, the trait on the back um, against teams that have very low tack and want to grab the ball off her. So sticking veteran on her next to a, a wall, I mean they're going to be dropping two points of tack uh, to try and strip the ball off her. I mean. 
only defence three, so I mean that's not amazingly high, but if their tackles are in the wrong spot and they haven't got a very good tack stat, then they might be quite handy. Um, Fields of Wheat is quite situational. I, I like it for, um, say, if I'm pushing someone up the board with her with her legendary, so maybe the donkey for a goal run, maybe Windle just to get them a bit further up the board as well, or Tater so you can get your counter charge a bit further up on in, in, uh, in the early points of the game. I quite like the Fields of Wheat just to kind of throw her harvest marker up a bit further. Um, the thing about Fields of Wheat as well, oh, no, sorry, it's passing strategy, her legendary, she can actually do it on herself as well. Um, so if you need a pocket goal threat, and I have done this against her, because at one point, uh, Honor has got like a very, she's a stealth goal scorer as well, which for a woman with a walking stick is not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so an 18 inch goal threat, not, <laughs> not awful. Um, that is actually, that's, that's pretty fair. Cause she, she is not, when you say a stealth goal threat, I would say very stealth. Oh yeah. She's not one that would strike me as a, as a goal threat at all. Mm-hmm. But no, I guess actually, yeah, it's not, not bad. Uh, I mean, it, it does mean that you either have to plan for it or, uh, or save the legendary. I tend to spaff the legendary quite early on, either, like I said, throwing Windle up, throwing the donkey up, or throwing Tater up. But if it, you know, if circumstances kind of line up, she 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 can do it if if pressed. Um, she's kind of, although she isn't one of my go-to planters, she's certainly kind of the kind of the second layer of planters. Where if I need to bring in a particular tech piece, then she is one of those. So, so if I need more anti-condition tech. Vetron is one of the ones I'll tend to look at. It's sounding like you have a certain six that you tend to keep, is that right? Um, uh, yeah, I would, I would say that, yeah. Uh, um, so it would be, say, Thresher, either of the mascots. Planters tend to be Jack and um, Plowman because they are the most efficient, they can drop the most harvest markers, um, and then usually Tater. And the last spot would either be another planter, so Millstone or Honor tend to be the two flex ones I bring in depending on uh, the opponent I'm facing or more often than not it tends to be Windle but Windle is um, he's very good but you need to be careful with the boy you need to be very careful with that boy even, even with the changes he can you know have some issues going to that, that, that yeah 2-0 is a very abusable stat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Um, who's next who's next oh Jack Jack Straw's so cool I love the guy yeah yeah, like um, what it really seems like they've done with Jack yeah, from season three into season four is um, they really, um, well, it's basically come down to changing crop dust from costing two to costing one. So whereas before you looked at him, it was like, oh, he can do these goal runs, right? It's like, well, not really. Now he can basically do what you would imagine that model to do. Um, it's really hard to take down as well because he's a 5-0. So, I mean, farmer defense stats aren't great. But he's another good ball killing piece because if they want to try and charge him to get the ball off, well, that's more often than not going up to sixes. And as farmers, quite often you'll have uh, momentum to spare for that as well. But with crop dusting, it really allows you to do uh, goal runs that kind of really come out of nowhere and aren't linear either. I mean, Thresher and the Donkey tend to have quite linear uh, kind of goal run uh, lanes, whereas Jack can kind of pop out wherever he wants to and that only gets better if there's already harvest markers down but he's quite happy just kind of planting himself and skipping over to be over over them um a point on his um the teleporting abilities he has on the back so if only i had a brain and the last straw they don't require line of sight to the harvest markers either it's only the one that he pays for that does so he can even if he's going for a goal or if there's someone in the way he can just fling them over and then just jump right over um and because they're places, it gets around things like counter charge as well. Yeah, um, yeah, been able to get around counter charge with the goal threat. Pretty big. Um, and the knockdown of three, even though he's only got attack three, comes into play more often than not as well. So, um, 
Uh, I, I, with a couple of crowd notes, yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes people stop and think. It, it's very similar to Tate's countercharge. Like, it's very rarely going to be like something that actually has an effect on the game, but it may cause them to stop and pause and say, oh, hang on a sec. There is a knockdown there with a, with a crowd out or two. That could, that could happen. Um, yeah. Or do you risk it on a, on a uh, parting blow? Things like that as well, things yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Jack, Jack is um, Jack is solid. Um, I, I think why I like him as a goal scorer, uh, as a piece over Bushel is Bushel is very is very one notes. If she doesn't have the ball, she really struggles to contribute. I, I find. Whereas Jack, if he has the ball, great, he can get you the goal. Even if he doesn't, he's still going well. Do you know what? I'll spend one and get you at least two harvest markers. So like, yeah. Jack is just so flexible in in what he does, and like all planters. If you need an emergency model to take the last two points or someone you can do that as well, which goes for any of the planters, really. Is there a reason not to take Jack? Um, I don't think so. And yeah. I, 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 again, I was, ta- I was ta- um, well, when I was over yours, Dave, I was saying this with you. I, am, I think Jack is actually the closest the farmers have to an auto taking a squaddy, even over Plowman. And, and I know that Plowman allows you to drop more harvest markers. I totally get that. But that is kind of only his like like that is only the real auto take piece of him for me whereas yeah. jack is so much more of a flexible piece i generally find plowman like he might get an attack in every now and again but he's really there for those um character traits on his back whereas jack is like like well like i've been saying he either gets you the harvest markers or he's a crowd out or he's a, a surprise goal threat and because farmers, you know, we can score goals, but we're not the best at it. I find the more you can, the, the, if you have a piece that can flex into goal scoring in your team and in your roster, I think it's in your interest to take him more often than not. Um, and plus he's a scarecrow, so like, I like taking all the silly thematic pieces. <laughs> for um, for perhaps our, our, our newer listeners, definitely not for me, because I, I, I know the answer to this question, definitely. Um, but could you just... Uh, highlight for people how is it at your post where he can teleport to a a uh, harvest marker at the end of his activation? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got he's got several teleports. So he's got one on the front of his card called uh, at your post, which is the only one that needs line of sight to the harvest marker, and that uh-huh. can be at any point. Spend a point, teleport. So you've got the four inches to the harvest marker, the width of the harvest marker, and then his base on top of that so that's one part of the goal threat he's got his really low movement stat as well but just imagine that's tacked on there as well his other two teleports is if only i had a brain which is once per turn at any point um could go to either a harvest marker or a friendly goal post within four so again that is the same four inches to the marker the width of the marker, and the width of his base on the other end nice. and then his other one he's got is the last straw which is at the end of his activation effectively the same thing find a heart friendly halves mark within four jump to it so um yeah like he can eat it's it's he can even score from the from the starting line it's a very narrow window in terms of where he can do it and he probably does need a four inch dodge from the ball being passed to him but he can even score from the from the starting line if he's in the right spot nice can he if he scores can he take a dodge and teleport to a harvest marker? I believe so. <laughs> can he choose the order? Can he, can he dodge um, order would that and then the order? Yeah, and then teleport. Oh, it'd have to be the dodge and then the um, teleport because the teleport happens at the end of the activation. So yeah, he can he can still do that. So like, and that sounds reasonable. 
Yeah, so, I mean, again, it might just be maybe not that good with Bushel, but what I generally find is she can often just be left out by herself, whereas Jack's goal runs are so, if you set them up, are so safe, because you just go, well, you know, if this works, which sometimes it doesn't, he's only a 2-8 kick, you're looking at, you know, the, the slide back from the uh, from scoring the goal and then just snap back to a harvest marker so he can even kind of pop out, do it, jump back in again. Nice. What a guy. So yeah, he's a good boy, old Jack. He's a good boy. Uh, Millstone. Yeah, um, she's one where I, I've definitely seen some of the Americans say that she's the drop from the uh, from the twelve. Which I mean, I don't quite understand. I, I wasn't playing her for a while, but I started taking her into things like uh, Hunters or even into Hammer Masons, where they have um, because so much of the I think the final play at the moment is based around Thresher. She, with her uh, take one of the team, is so good at being able to. Uh, protect kind of your main output in your captain that I think she's quite worthwhile and she has a couple of like um, more niche but still very valuable uh, points as well like getting the goal is 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 quite handy just to throw that on someone and leave them near the goal quite often the chicken just because well once he's put his cocks around to Thresherton one he doesn't really need to do a whole lot else mm-hmm. uh, batting rams handy for extending threat ranges as well um, I generally find more value in the batting ram than I do the mark target because it's free and I feel the other stuff that Millstone brings along with her is, I think, more valuable than what the other things that Harrow brings outside of Mark Target. So, yeah, um, I'm like I said, next to Honor, she's one of my flex picks for the for the sixth spot of my team. So into things that have very targeted control abilities onto on that that, that, that can basically just drag Thresher wherever they want them to. Um, so yeah, I, I, th- I think she's still got spots. I, th- I think she's, I think she's pretty decent. Um, I mean, there's definitely one thing about the farms. I don't think there is a, um, at least in the squaddies. If you were to not take one of the squaddies, other than maybe Jack, I, I don't think that it would be classified as, as, as a wrong call. Whereas in season three, if you weren't taking certain squaddies, then you were definitely doing it wrong. I, I think you could make a case for almost dropping the you know whatever the some of the squaddies uh, in 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 this team uh, just to fit your playstyle and taste really yeah i mean battling up my own seems so good doesn't it for threat extension or changing scrums and stuff mm, yeah and stuff yeah um, it, it also Moving also motivation good as well yeah uh, yeah, so so batting ram is uh, is is pretty decent. I mean, you can do things like um, in in turn one, for example. I mean, I've seen blacksmith teams do this. You could even just have it behind everyone else and just have a kind of Push running forward. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Do, uh, do, doing it like that, or say you're just off getting that goal run, just getting that extra additional little bit of uh, of, of movement in as well. So uh, yeah, millstone not. I I I, I <coughs> yeah, she she's she's got a space. I would say um, plowman. Yeah, kind of the um, yeah. T- talk about from rags to riches. This was probably the. I think he was never the one. Never saw him. Did he? Never saw him. Did he in season three? No, mm-hmm. I, I I never played him. Um, but he's got he's got so much going for him now. I mean, you have the obvious thing of um, of fertile soil. So once per turn, whenever another planter within four drops a harvest marker, you, you can put another one down as well. So that could be either be him or someone else dropping it, and it's within uh, four inches of plowman. So like they might be dropping the. Plant their own harvest marker the other side of four inches of him but then say if you need one the other end of your team to get maybe a poise for thresher or a harvest mark and have a counter charge you can then put that down the other side of four inches of off plan which is really handy uh true path is is quite good as well so um just just makes your charges a, a little bit a little bit more uh, a little bit more flexible um a, a th- 
the other good thing about him is he's got two-inch melee zone, which is always handy. A lot of my teams, other than the mascots, generally tend to be full of two-inch melee zones. And unlike a lot of the planters, he's got momentum on nearly every single column, which is an issue I find, I find unless mm. it's safe for a character play, I'm generally not too fond of putting influence on my uh, planters because you're generally not getting a um, momentum back for it, whereas Plowman other than his fourth column, which in itself, he's probably not going to be hitting that often without a whole lot of help anyway. He's got a good momentum result in every column. Um, unlike our planter captain, uh, funnily enough, which is uh, partially why I, I think um, I think, I think Plan was actually just better as kind of a mini Grange uh, w- within, his, uh, within his own right. Um, the only downside, I think, to him really is he, he is quite slow, even for a farmer. And he tends to be a little bit of a victim into things like, well, scalpels all over the place at the moment. And with her, and with her anatomical precision, I mean that that three, uh, three defense and no armor at that point in twenty health really goes down quite quickly. So um, I find you generally want to protect him a, a little bit just because he can be picked on. And once he is removed, he can take a little bit of time to get back into the scrum. But yeah, if um, he's definitely the uh, community sport <laughs> pick, um, and to be honest, I, I he's nearly an altar pick with me as well um i just find that jack's a little bit more flexible but yeah plowman is uh definitely one to consider now okay then um we have tater who is being toned down quite a lot right i mean tater was a bit of a machine i think still think he's got his place but um it's been changed quite a lot hasn't he yeah kind of a huge thing for him now is i think the counter charge is less of a proactive deal than it used to be because he used to have a, a double push somewhere in his playbook i want to say it was about four um, I mean, his, his counter charge is still perfectly fine now, I guess, but now you mainly can be looking at it for a source of damage or for a mow down. But the issue I find with using the mow down and the counter charge is quite often um, counter charge will be activated once there's already a few farmers in the fight. And of course, if you do your mow down at that point, you have to be knocking down all of your guys, which might be fine, say, if you've got Peck or if you have a couple of cockshaws kind of already there. But I find the mow down to be, it can be a little bit of a double ended sword. Um, another reason why people are tending to look down on Tater at the moment is that compared to some of the other damage output Reapers, uh, his, there's quite a big gap between his two damage on his one and then his next damage result, which is all the way up on four. Um, quite often I find with Tater, he, he wants to be charging anyway, but uh, in, in which case that's less of a bother. But once he's already, once he's in the combat, he's less likely to be hitting that higher, you know, kind of higher damage just purely because of where it is. But what I do like about him is, is like I've been saying, farm defensive stats aren't great, and he's out of all of the combat reapers, he's probably the he's got the least abusable stat line. So if you want just kind of a safe pick, every man can do a little bit of scoring, do a little bit of fighting. He's reasonably quick as well with a six eight as well. But then Tater, he, again, like Peck, never seems a bad uh, pick for me. Um, and <laughs> the charmed female is really can be really handy because if they if you have say a female goal scorer he's a good ball killer or if you have someone like Phillips who's more of a more of a combat piece then again he can be a little bit of a nuisance to remove because if they want to come in and charge him well suddenly he's up to sixes um so i find that the charmed female can catch people out as well but i think tater is getting a lot of unfair flack from the farmer community um and he's he's ultimately just a really good solid all all, all round piece. I mean, I, I unless he's in combat and needs to remove someone, you're probably never really going to stack four on him. 
but he's really efficient in terms of if you just put two on him, that's either going to be two attacks if he's already in a scrum, or it's going to be enough for a charge. And that's really what he wants to be doing. He's kind of a very good uh, burst damage piece. Uh, quite like Gutter from the Butchers, actually, in that way. Like his, um, his counter-charge still means that your opponent can't charge you, though. It's still oh, yeah. Yeah. really good at denying um, your opponent the extra charge dice. That's, that's nothing to be sniffed at, that, that, exactly. especially with the... Uh, liability of low defense stats being able to cancel out is just huge and particularly nowadays as well with a lot of navigators on the scene they will want to be going in to charge and navigators also have a lot of models on their team as well so i mean it was like i was saying i don't think it's i don't think it's as much of a proactive threat anymore but it's still going to be a great way of burning people's time on their clock they will still have to think oh wait it's it's there it's you know counter charge is still there i still have to think about it so it's um, a little bit like Obulus is legendary in that way. Like you have to constantly keep in mind that it's there and I have to think about it. So you may not be actually using it yourself much as a farmer player, but they're still going to have to think about it. Um, it's like bricks though. It's like, it's, it's, it's not as good as it was. It, it clearly isn't, but it was really, really good. Now it's just good. Yeah, but I think that was like conscious. I think that was a conscious decision to make people like, you know, to make teams actually clash a little bit more. So that yeah, yeah. Are, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's worked then. And, and okay, I think it's worked in that regard, and I think that's that's a good that's a good call. Mm. Yeah, um, it's, <laughs> I disagree, but yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think it makes it easier now for you to create that situation where you have one point of interaction each turn, and then you uh, go again, start early the next turn, and then back away, and then you ever have one point of interaction at any one time because. <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe that's the way the game's being played now. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say that's the case with with, with my list. I mean, like I've been saying uh, yeah, on, yeah, on the you podcast. Essentially, you want Thresher in egos, but you want him going in last, so, um, and then you want him going first so that you can pull him back again to protect your team. Partic- you, you particularly, particularly in, in, him, sorry, not his yeah. team. Yeah, particularly, particularly in the in, in the early turns. I mean, I tend to go quite Reaper heavy, heavy anyway. So once kind of the scrum has actually started, if a scrum does start, that is definitely less <laughs> in the early turns. Kind of the rotis. is. Well, particularly if you kick off Thresh, it's the very last one to go. And that's why yeah. one of the reasons you do want to kick off, I find the majority of time with farmers. So you do have that threat of the right, the very last thing that goes is going to be Thresher. And he's either going yeah. to a guy or he's going to start yeah. chewing through a guy. Yeah, and he still has a huge area of effect on the pitch that creates denial. Or it's even if he doesn't go last, he forces the opponents to deal with him. So, I mean, again, another game I had with uh, Dave's Navigators, I believe very early on in the turn, Siren came forwards to drag Thresher forwards. So even though you f- you kind of altered kind of the recipe I wanted for that first turn, there was still, well, I need to dedicate someone to deal with that old angry man with the scythe there who could <laughs> delete one of the yeah. models. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's. I don't think there's any more interaction than there was. I think things like counter charge have been tilled down, so they uh, aren't as impactful. I don't think that's made the game any more interactive. But you have other things like um, there's a lot more. Um, what is it? Midnight offering around at the moment, I would say, and 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 things that. So you know, you take away from one thing, and there seems to be a prevalence of something else. People always going to find that one. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's there's only three midnight offerings in the game, and no one pays the full whack for it. Where's the third one? We're talking about it now, aren't we? Uh, it's in Morts on Hemlock. Yeah. No, we're talking about farmers. Farmers. 
Oh, oh yeah, Honor. Honor's yeah. got one. Yeah. Yeah. Which doesn't no, pay full whack for it. <laughs> and it's still midnight offering, but just by a different name. And you can't do it. Like <laughs> yeah, fair's fair enough. First fair. <coughs> well, hopefully yeah. we can get through the recording without Jason dying, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> donate to the Patreon to save Jason. <laughs> Oh, mate. If you can donate five dollars a month, we'll make sure Jason gets a decent, <laughs> a decent send-off, and he'll be, he'll be remembered. He'll can get I have a second on my wall. Patreon he'll get, he'll get a blue plate on my wall somewhere. Because mm. um, that's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> <laughs> that's fortunate. Um, okay, finally we have Windle. Yeah, he's kind of if plan was, again. Yeah, if if if, if Plowman was the planter you never saw before, and you now see all the time, Windle's probably the Reaper version of that. Um, he's definitely a model that you need to be careful with because um, he's because uh, a two zero stat means he's <laughs> the wrong thing. He's either going to be removed or he's going to be used as a point that people can bounce off of. So I generally find, well, much like his position on the pitch, he's a centre back. I generally tend to use him as kind of like a second wave. So after say maybe Thresh's gone into something or they've come into me, I use Windle as kind of a uh, guy to jump in and then remove something afterwards. So. I mean, if you take both him and Thresh, it does allow you, once the scrum has started, a little bit of flexibility in terms of who's going to be going first rather than Thresher needing to go later on in the turn. You can go, well, if you need to go early, as the game dictates it, you can go because I then have Windle uh, as, as a backup. Um, he's really good into, uh, I really like him into things like Alchemist just because he's got a whole bunch of health. But then on the flip side of that, if they take the snake, the snake can actually control Windle quite well. Um, and uh, because Windle has an ability where he can rip up a harvest marker for more influence, but they stipulate that has to be at the start of the turn. So if he can be dragged away from his harvest markers, if he's only got one on him, he's still going to be quite efficient, but he's not going to be at peak efficiency. Um, Snack Break is quite handy because he can trigger that on a counterattack. So even if he is damaged, he can heal back. You're looking at six on a Snack Break, four from a heal that he does on himself, and then another four someone else so about 14 health on a heal uh healed back through a turn seems fairly decent mm. his damage output is insane but again you're paying for that with the with the potentially abusable um uh defensive stats we're looking at a brew playbook as well so one less long than his tack so again like thresher if he can get a crowd out so he really starts to be doing a whole lot of damage um and his high end is actually his high end damage is actually the highest in the faction he's the i think he's the only one that's got a five um yeah, Windle is definitely one that um, I, I, he. I don't think he would ever be your first pick again, purely because of how um, abusable his stat line could be. Uh, but if it comes down to he's he's always in contention for that sixth for that sixth spot. Um, if the team that they have picked is safe for him to go into, um, a little bit, which reminds me of when we play at the, the final of. Um, Mandatory Christmas Guild Ball, where Wendell basically allowed the Mortician player I played against in the last round to do, God, I don't know how many VPs he got. He, he scored got, 12. He scored 12 in one turn. From well, both one one activation. Team. One activation, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think I remember saying before the game, yeah, I'll, I'll be sure to be careful with Wendell. And then I, I, I wasn't, totally was. <laughs> he, yeah, he killed, I think he killed three of yours and two of his with, I think it was five unmaskings. Yeah, yeah, it was. from knockdown Windle. Um, and yeah, Ouch. some of them were, were tooled out and basically just basically took off the entire middle of the board. My mascot and Jackstraw survived. It was totally fine. Well, you won. <laughs> yeah, mounted the fight. Somehow. <laughs> um, uh, I guess Windle need, needs to have some people nearby to support him because being knocked down for him is going to be a danger forever, isn't it? 
Yeah, but thankfully farmers have got a like like a lot of technical Yeah, certainly. Yeah, you don't want someone knocked down. You can avoid it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they've got such a good range of kind of support abilities. Um, the team really is kind of a synergistic machine. You know, you use the Reapers to do a lot of the output, make sure the planters can support them. Um, and as long as the support is there, or even if you just kind of keep Windle back, uh, he should be absolutely fine. I mean, I think he's a really good piece into the, 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 the bear at the moment. Again, you need to be really careful in the hunters because they can control him really easily. But because the bear does have a lot of health and he does have tough hide, Windle just really does allow you to kind of punch through that bear just a little bit quicker than you would normally, just because of what his damage output is like, because it does peak so high, because he has got that Brewer playbook. And with a couple of credits, he can go through most things fairly quickly, including that damn bear. Speaking of bear, um, we've gone through the team now, so should we go through some good and bad matchups for you? Certainly. Um, I think farmers have got a lot of good matchups into some of the more high. Well, I mean, you know, you can have debates whether tiers exist or not, but I believe I believe they do to a certain degree. Um, I think they have a very good matchup into hunters and uh, morts. They've always been fairly good into morts. Um, you do need to be careful against scalpel because you can pull apart your synergies quite well. But um, Obulus, they can. I mean, we've always had a fairly good pull into Obulus just because we can get around the unpredictable movement. Um, Hunters, I think we're okay into. It's one you need to be really careful with, though, because Scalpel can just tear the ball off wherever she wants, and Theron can be uh, can control Thresher quite well. Um, I think we're quite. I think we're quite advantaged into Alchemists because we do have a lot of preventative um, anti-condition tech and uh, things of that nature. Uh, and large health pools. Yeah, and large health pools. So even if you know we are stocked up to the, you know, if we are dead to the guilds conditions, you know, we, we should be fine. So that really does force the alchemist to either play a more football-based game with smoke or to just go Midas, which I've played into, and you know, it it does it does it does it does work for them. Um, in terms of who we don't like, um, I think we have a very difficult match <laughs> to really fighty teams in the brewers and the butchers because. The butchers, particularly on Ox's legendary turn, will just not care about how much health you have. They will just remove you. So I find even if I'm doing my trying to score six points as fresh as much as I can, they can just go, well, we'll just kill your players. It, 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 it doesn't matter. They can just out-scrum you. Um, yeah. Whereas the brewers, they have enough tough hide going around that they will, I think, eventually chew through, chew, chew through your health anyway. So, I mean, it's certainly never, you're always going to lose it against brewers and butchers, but it's definitely one you have to make sure they fight on your own terms rather than you fighting on theirs. Um, I think a lot of their bad match, well, one of their bad matchups from the previous season has gotten a little bit better for them as well um, in fish. So um, it was always Shark played into Thresher. I think Corsair's probably the one captain I've never played into with my farmers, or if I have not very often. Um, and with the introduction of things like Mark Target, with our goal scoring becoming a little bit better as well, it does make the shark matchup a little bit easier. So, I mean, I think it probably still might be advantage um, fish and shark, but we are able to score a little bit, a little bit better on them because it's. I mean, you can kill, you can kill a ball all you want, shark, but I more often is if you can make sure every four points they score onto you six, then that's probably better. So, I think some of the bad matchups from the first season, well, third season, has gotten better as well. And um, I guess that's farmers, unless um, anyone else has anything else to say. Uh, David, well, I've, I've got a Jason, Jason, hello. I've got a question. Go. What um, What are you hoping for from your rookie? Oh, yeah. 
remember. Oh, okay. Um, I'm hoping. I'm glad you said the name because I don't know which one it is. But <laughs> excellent. Carry on. Well, I'm quite heavily invested, so I was always going to remember the name. Um, I'm hoping. <laughs> I was hoping she was going to. Uh, she's going to be a reaper because at the moment we have one more plant, and then we do a reaper, and having everything even again would be uh, would be pleasant. Uh, a two inch melee zone would be cool. Um, I've heard some people say that they would like her to help our football side a little bit, uh, just so it gives you more of a reason to take uh, Grange. Um, as long as I mean, I'll be happy with whatever it is, but as long as I, I would like her to be a reaper with a two inch melee zone. That if I can have like essentially a female data, so another reaper who can fight that doesn't have an abusable stat line, I'll be really happy. And if it's a football piece that allows me to take range a bit more, that'll be absolutely superb as well. I don't have any follow up points to that, but <laughs> uh, Mr. Cameron, um, <coughs> I'd like to actually have a condition removal that removes coughs and flu. <laughs> <laughs> What's that poison? I, it's a new condition. It's coming in season five. Hashtag spoiler. You're all going to get the rats have the disease. This is the plague. <laughs> um, I guess we'll give you a chance now to plug your call for the, because they can't have, uh, the farmers don't have union, uh, nor do they have a mining guild yet. Oh, um, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the farmers mining guild has to be beekeepers. Cause it makes beekeepers. <laughs> yeah. Where does that come from, Dom? Um, well, just a stupid idea I had, really. Um, I thought, well, all the minor guilds have, like, um, you, you want to bring some of the flavour from the base guild over into the minor. And I thought, well, you know, it'd be great if they had some other way of using harvest markers, whereas farmers use it as uh, quite defensively. You know, you, you don't want them trampled over because you want to use them as a resource for later or to protect reapers. What if their minor guild uses them in an offensive way? The beehives, so, yeah. Exactly, that's it. I mean, um, so, like, you know, you're more welcome to trample on them, but then you're going to get covered in bees. Um <laughs> Um, which, I mean, now that I think of it, actually sounds a lot like how the hunters use their traps, but um, I, I think it's a, a different spin on how the harvest markers are worked. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, Steamforge, if you're listening, and I know you do totally make the beekeepers happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, do, I do think like the farmers and the blacksmiths are going to have the most interesting minor guilds because of how their team composition already works and how do you integrate a minor guild so that it's still a viable option. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, with the blacksmiths, I mean, you cannot have it. You've got to have it master or apprentice some way, because otherwise, the carryover isn't going to make any any sense. And with the farmers, it's it's going to be really interesting purely because of how the influence goes between all the different models. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's uh, certainly going to be one of the more interesting problems to see how they work around that. And it's likely to be the two last ones as well. So I've got a lot of time to wait. But hey, <laughs> Cooks are soon, so I'll just play those instead. <laughs> Simple. So you're jumping to Cooks when they come out? Yeah, I, I just love the aesthetic so much. Like uh, like I said at the start, um, I tend to play things because I like the look of it rather than how strong they actually are on the pitch or, or the table. So um, with my brother being a chef, I kind of ha- I think I kind of have to. Same with miners being Welsh. I think I have to play the miners as, as, as well. That's why I play the morticians because my grandma's dead. See, that's all dramatic. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, right on the bombshell. Right, thank you. Um, um, that's it for now. Then uh, before we talk to one more death in the family. Um, I told you. I've always said I'm a thematic player. If you totally. want more great content with Dom and other people in, we're probably going to record an episode for Patreon in a minute. Um, Ooh! Yeah, look at that. So if you want to uh, pay five dollars a month, you'll get to hear even more of this hilarious banter. Um, including sort of 30 back episodes and things. Um, So we're going to do that now. Um, So uh, we should also bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye. I can't, I can't find off switch. Off. Oh.